This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, stealing, is it ever justified? Your calls and texts about stealing and stealing food. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, the food professor, helps us understand why people are stealing food from grocery stores and how one tweet set off a massive debate with thousands of comments this weekend on the issue. We also take a look at food and prices that are dropping and prices that are going up. It's all on the Shift Daily Podcast. There was an incredible threat online that happened, and we're going to talk to Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, the food professor, coming up here in a little bit. And we're going to get some inside scoop on what the heck happened on Twitter. There was a a conversation that was had about stealing food and about food theft in general in grocery stores. And the amount of people that commented and said that they steal food was surprising, to say the least. Now, stealing food because you're starving and you're hungry and you're, you're desperate, that's one thing. And I'm, I still won't encourage that because of the fact that there are so many different ways that people are able to um, get access to food through churches and community groups and everything else. I know it's not easy and it's not perfect, and I'm not saying it's an excuse and it should be that like that. No, it shouldn't be. But there are other ways. But stealing out of principle or ideology, that's a strange one to me. Now, inside this conversation, uh, which is a, a blog, uh, it's a post, an article from BlogTO, and they did a pretty balanced look at groceries. Average family of four spending $16,000 on grocery. That's about $1,000 more than ever before. And so someone had posted this prior to, uh, if you're too poor to afford food, then the government doesn't give you any options, then take it, steal it. It doesn't sound like theft if you're looking to survive. And then the comment was, you think it's appropriate to shoplift. It's not shoplifting. And then ideology comments all over Twitter about it, like 4,600 replies on Sylvanas' Twitter to this. And I want to know your thoughts. Do you steal? What do you steal? Completely anonymous. No judgment here. I'm just curious. What do you actually steal? Now, we'll have some fun in this conversation about some dumb shoplifters and stuff like that, too, like we do on the shift. But to get some your thoughts, though, 877-399-9898. Comment comes in, says the food stores are charging double from last year. Inaccurate. That's not the case. Food inflation at sometimes was up as high as 14%, but it was not double. So that's misinformation. Um, we should have a complimentary plate of olives while we shop. I do. You're a snacker, one of those snackers that goes into the bulk bins and starts snacking while they shop. I've seen all kinds of, I've seen people do that with grapes. They'll go to the the fruit counter and they'll grab a bunch of grapes and they'll just take them snacking with them throughout the store while they shop. But I mean, fundamentally, that's stealing, right? There's no sampling allowed. But do you steal or do you maybe cut corners? 877-399-9898. Uh, Shane, self-checkout, and then in brackets it says self-pricing, is great at grocery stores for saving money when you're shopping. Serves them right for trying to eliminate cashiers. Serves them right. That's the comment. So I did ask the question, what it, what does that mean when you are self-pricing at the checkout, the electronic checkout? And the answer was this, organic 
can be the same price as regular produce when you're entering your codes yourself, if you know your codes. Sometimes items, items don't get scanned and they just go in the bag. For example, apples, which are $2.50 a pound, get scanned as bananas, which are $0.80 cents a pound. So you put down the apples on the till, and instead of entering the apple code, you enter in the banana code. These are ways of stealing that people have shared here on the shift. 877-399-9898. Do you steal or cut sh corners, and why? Do you feel like some of these comments that say, I believe food is a right that are part of this article. Uh, There's one article uh, that with Sylvia Charlebois says, at no point did I agree to a system that expects money in exchange for food. That's actually publicly posted with a picture and a profile attached to that. Amazing, right? The correct response is another one. The correct response to seeing someone stealing food in a grocery store, especially baby food, is to not see it. I worked in retail for years. Supermarkets waste more than is stolen. They call it shrink. You're already subsidizing loss of the till. Don't worry about it. Okay. I get that. Baby food. And it might be subsidized, but it's subsidized already because people are stealing, right? So it is quite remarkable to... Uh, to, to have this conversation, what are your thoughts? 877-399-9898. I work at a grocery store, Tech says. Um, I see people steal food all day, every day, and honestly, it used to bother me a lot. Now, I don't even care. The store is very rich, and they can afford the loss. See, that's profound. I don't steal from stores, but I've been guilty of using a cheaper PLU code when buying bulk items. So I guess that's still theft, but a bit softer. Interesting, right? I don't judge you. That's not what we're here for. I'm not here to judge anybody besides who the hell am I? I'm whatever. It's nobody. I'm also have had things on the bottom of my cart that didn't get scanned as I'm walking out the door going, I don't think they scanned my water. And I didn't turn around and go back in. You know, I'd be a hypocrite. I don't actively take stuff, though. But it's fascinating. I used to steal, see people steal food. Now I don't even care. The store is very rich, and they can afford the loss. But this is it, though. The, you can't, I don't think we can complain about high prices and then contribute to high prices. If it's already baked into the system, it's baked in because people are stealing. Doesn't the scanner see what is scanned? Well, that's the part that I don't understand. Thanks for that uh, text, Steve. Is usually there's a set of what? Six or eight self-scanners. And then there's usually one person monitoring that. And in that list, and I've looked and I've asked questions because I find it I'm inquisitive that way. Also, my entrepreneurial spirit wants to know how they're doing it. So on that screen of that person who's standing there is like a linear list of all six tills what they're scanning. So to the earlier text that said, I will buy apples, but use a banana code. Um, that it really, they can see that. 
So one of two things is happening. They're not paying attention or they're overwhelmed and not able to pay attention or they themselves don't want to confront you. I mean, you know, the the solo person standing at the till is going to confront somebody and say, you're a thief. I mean, there's no security at most grocery stores. So, you know, I, I find this incredibly fascinating to think that people will actively do this. Now, maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive. I, that could be. This is the spirit of the conversation. It might seem antithetical. Okay, well, I'm going to take a second and look up what antithetical means. Is that a typo? Oh, this is what happens. Antithetical, directly opposed. Okay, thank you. Didn't know that word. You taught me something new. It might seem antithetical to say food is a right, but actually looking after each other, that's why we live together. We've been feeding each other for thousands of years. In a tribe, even the poorest person would never go hungry. Exactly. But that's not taking it from the store. That's going to your neighbors and supporting your neighbors, right? If that's your theory, that means you're anti-capitalist 100% everywhere. For all things, including yourself, for your own success. Right? That would also mean that you should give away everything. If you want to move and sell your sofa and buy a new one, you should be able to just give away your sofa because then you can just go get a new one. I do believe that people should not go hungry, but I don't believe that it's the store's responsibility to give food away. Stores do give food away. Every day, stores give truckloads of food to food banks. 877-399-9898. Stealing is stealing. But Walmart is going to self-checkout, so people are going to take advantage of that. People will take advantage of that. Uh, No bags, I think, actually works negatively in their favor because people will put things in their pockets. When I go to the store, if I remember my bag, I don't even use a basket anymore. I just now grab my bags and I fill up all my groceries in my bags. And I get, because of this whole no bag thing, by the way, I get pissy. So I used to use grocery bags as my garbage bags. So at least they would get used two times, right? But now because there's no grocery bags, I just go buy garbage bags. So now I'm paying for bags that only get used once. Seems wild, right? And then I'm buying a fabric bag for a couple of bucks that has to be used. That's still made of petroleum products and polyesters. So because they're forcing us to do this, this is what I do. I actually go and whenever I go to Walmart, I use a Safeway bag. Whenever I go to Safeway, I use a Walmart bag. I use the other store's brand just to be pissy, to walk around the store and show off the competitors. Anyway, that's just me. But I think it works in their favor because of of people who want to steal. Hi, Shane, Ryan, and Jono. I don't steal. I can't. I just can't do it. My mother taught me, well, stealing costs us all in the end. Tina. Thanks, Tina. Ryan and I, you talked about this. We talked about this before the show when we were batting this ball around of ideas. Is that, I mean, I am a hypocrite because if someone didn't charge me for an item, it's not like I go back and say, I owe you $10. So I, I'm guilty of that too. After the fact, perhaps. But it's just like it's in my core. I couldn't do it. And I know that some people here are texting saying, um, you know, I do it all the time. So I, it's not without judgment, but it, for people, for a guy like you, like it hits you in the core saying, I just can't be that guy. 
Yeah, it's just I feel like when I worked at EB Games, it would have been ridiculously easy for me to just take a video game here and there. Nobody would have noticed. Incredibly easy going to the grocery store, adding an extra Powerade in the in the basket. Nobody would notice. But it's just I don't know. I think it's just this understanding of that's very much not who I am and it's not something that I would ever really do. And so I feel like if I ever really cross that line, it would feel gross. Although I will confess, I have stolen one thing in my life. My friend Brady, when I was a kid, had a monster truck I really wanted. It was his eighth birthday party and I stole his monster truck. I still have it. I still have it somewhere. Uh, So if I ever see Brady again, I'd happily return it because I felt super guilty about it. And I never played with it. I took it and I just had it. I never played with it. I always felt weird looking at it. Yeah, but you just said that. You said if I ever see Brady again, but you're not. That's like me in the water on the bottom of the thing. If they ask me, I would say, oops, sorry, but I'm not seeking it out to give it back. You're not seeking it out to give it back. Like you're not going to go and say, I got to find Brady and give him his truck back and make this right. Yeah. So we don't take the action to make it right. So you and I are both guilty in that. Right. Yep. 877-399-9898. I love your phone calls, by the way. I'd love to talk about this. Uh, here's a qu- here's a question of scruples. If you see a woman in a grocery store pushing a baby stroller and stealing food, do you alert the store employees or do you pretend you didn't see that? It's a very good question. I would say the only hole to your scruples comment is um, you're assuming that 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 person needs the food. There are people that will go and they will do that so they can go do something else. They might have the money, but they could be spending it on alcohol. They might have the money. They could be spending it on Botox for all I know, right? They might have the money, but they might just want to save the money and they know they can steal. So the part to your scruples, I agree. That's a tough one. What do you do there? But at the same time, you're assuming that that person's broken needs it and they're not just stealing to steal, right? Just because somebody's stealing doesn't mean they're hungry. It could just mean they're a thief. 877-399-9898. Edmonton is Alfred. Hey, Alfred. Hi, I think you were right to begin with right there. You're just a thief. That's all there is to it. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to pigeonhole anyone. If you've got like an, a senior uh, taking food and then you have a Gen X or a, a millennial, I tend to look at it a little different. At times mm-hmm. have changed, and I, I just think it's pathetic. Thief, oh, but there was another story, thief, Alfred, that I want to I want to call attention to, Alfred. There was a story that was out of Victoria. There was a, a lady who was begging for money every day, and it ended up making the news. This is a bunch of years ago. And this lady would sit there uh, on the ground on cardboard with a wheelchair next to her and would beg for money every single day. And there was a lot of people that accused. And they go to her car at the end of the day. And it was a Cadillac. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah and so, but, yeah, but, so, but saying, not, my point is, hang on one sec, Alfred. My point is, though, is that not everybody stealing is stealing because they're hungry. They're stealing because they're, they're crooks and they want to get ahead. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean. They're thieves. They're, they're thieves. And we don't need that in like, it, it, it society today. Like stealing, um, I was brought up when you got the strap and you said the prayer at school. And since they yanked that out, you know, things went to the hell in the handbasket. But, uh, yeah, there's just no room for that. You have to admit it. You shouldn't be stealing. I would agree. Thanks, Alfred, for the call. I don't agree that uh, the strap was beneficial. I mean, people living under fear is what we have today. That's a whole separate topic. Um, But, I mean, people living under fear of the government is what we have today. I mean, that's what's been created in this world is this emotional warfare versus physical warfare of the past. I don't know if one's better than the other. 
But to your point, Alfred, I get it, is that we have lost the structures and the accountability that you're speaking to. Um, maybe just the straps, not the best example, but I get your point. 877-399-9898. Do you steal? Um, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Who raised this bunch of self-justifying kleptomaniacs? I am the person who discovered she had been given too much change at the butcher shop, went back in and made them do the calculation again. He gave me $20 too much. I have been hungry. I have been afraid that my kids would be hungry. I have used food banks. I have used the church for help. You do what you have to do to survive, but you do not steal. That's amazing. Um, thank you for that text message. I'm going to assume, I'm not going to name anybody, by the way, uh, that is uh, anything that is, uh, because I'm just going to assume everybody wants anonymity in this conversation. Um, so let me know. I've seen it. I saw a senior pocket an item in the store refused to do anything. Can you blame them? He's hungry. One item not going to crash the store. But that's not it, though. It's not one item. And you're assuming that that person is hungry. If that person doesn't come to you and say, I'm stealing because I'm hungry, everything else is an assumption. And that's a reason why many people steal. Steal, people will steal because they'll be like, well, everyone's going to think I'm hungry. Meanwhile, I just, I'm saving five bucks. If someone broke the window of my car, and I've said this as my example before, because I left my jacket sitting on the seat and it's minus 20 outside, I don't think I would be offended because somebody was probably cold. Now, if someone reached into my car and stole my change cup and broke my window for that for no reason, I would be more offended. So I get the notion that some people are desperate and do desperate things. But we also can't assume that everybody's desperate. Right? Just because you see a mom putting uh, pablum into the bottom of a stroller doesn't mean that they're hungry. I mean, a friend of mine used to run a meat department at a grocery store. And he used to say people would come in and they would put like roasts and steaks and expensive meat in the bottom of the cart. Then they would fill the cart up with baby stuff like diapers and food and all that stuff. And then they would run out of the store with the cart. And the reason why they did that was because people would see someone running out of the store with baby stuff and assume it was like a young parent who was stealing baby stuff. And they're like, eh, I'm a parent. I get it. But on the bottom of the cart, there was $500 of meat. So the, some of these people are masterful with this. Robert's in Toronto. Hi, Robert. Hey, Shane. How are you doing? Good, bud. Thanks for your call. What's on your mind? Um, I do when I go to Walmart and practically any other grocery area, uh, grocery store, I do the self-checkout and I, along with my wife, uh, tend to take a lot of stuff. You take stuff. What kind of stuff? Like what, why do you, why do you take stuff? First of all, um, I don't like the way we've moved in society where we've got these self-checkouts and we're doing all the the job of the store and the uh -huh. store is reaping the uh the benefit and you've got a couple of sentinels watching there that everybody that nobody is uh stealing when i don't think it's the right way to be pushing society into doing all the work of the retail and uh while the, the grocery prices are going way up and they're okay. saving all the money 
on the cashiers. Robert, um, thanks for sticking around with us, bud. Appreciate that. No the, problem. Um, no problem. You, now, you restart the conversation. You take things from grocery stores. You don't like the self-checkouts. Is that why? Well, saying simply I don't like it would be maybe not explain. I think we're going down a the wrong path. And now this whole, every store hopping onto this self-checkout bandwagon, um, is it to save a buck uh, and fire about 20 cashiers? At the local Walmart, there's probably a quarter of the original cashiers. It's true. And the food prices have gone way up. So mm-hmm. where is the savings being passed on for me self-checking out my own food? I'm missing that point. Sure. So I don't think that there was, I, I don't ever remember anybody saying that self-checkout means it's going to get cheaper for you. Uh, that, true, you know, I would, I would agree that I, I struggle with the fact that we are doing other people's jobs and I will always go to a, uh, uh, to a cashier person if they're available because of the fact that I want to keep them working. So I agree with that part. Yeah. And I did hear you earlier, what you have trouble wrapping your head around is out of principle versus yeah. necessity. Well, theft and is theft. I totally get that, and I wish I had good stuff to throw back at you. <laughs> but it's it's a really good point, and when you break it down like that, I'm like, oh man, I can't compete with that line because mm-hmm. I, it just really annoys me. I was at a local Walmart the other day, and there was an elderly couple um, having so much trouble with the self checkout. Yeah, and. It was just almost pathetic to watch this elderly yeah. couple just and it probably feels and, terrible for them too because they feel stupid they don't know what they're doing you know like that sucks yeah and um man it's oh okay this was this was this took the cake now this is not grocery but we were checking out at a value village the other day and believe it or not now i don't know if i can't remember where you're based right now for this this tonight's yeah. show. I'm in Calgary tonight, yeah. Okay, I don't know if they got Value Village there, do they? They do, yeah. Okay, so there were, they put tons of self-checkouts at a Value Village, and I thought, oh, my God, this is ridiculous, at, at a thrift store. So Value Village is a type of store that gets based on donations, and now you're cutting out even those cashiers and – even topping up the profit even more. I thought, wow. Well, so I have something for you on that one. Um, the, here's the thing. So people assume that Value Village is a, like, sort of a a not-for-profit, right? Um, but they are. Value Village is a for-profit company, and people go donate their things to Value Village, and they, they're they a for-profit company. Like, so right. if and you want to donate your things. There was a, there was a big things, controversy at one point, yeah. Yeah, and so so they're a for-profit company. So while I agree with you that, you know, uh, electronic checkouts, for some people, electronic checkouts work because they got like three items. They can just scan, 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 go. So I get that part. I would also agree with you that when you have a cartload of stuff and, and you know, having someone else do it is good customer service, and it certainly retains people. So I, I get that too. But what Value Village is a, a separate beast because it, it employs, like, tens of thousands of people around the world. I do believe that it's owned by an Australian company. Um, oh, really? And yeah. yeah, and it's like, it's a massive global organization. Now they say flat out at valuevillage.com, and I, I just brought it up so I can you know make sure that I'm accurate here. I don't want to get it wrong. Valuevillage.com on the About Us page. 
it flat out says we are a for-profit company. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so they're, they're not a good example for you, bud, because they, you know, I, in your heart, you're thinking like, how is it possible that they're cutting jobs and doing this? Right. Um, they have nonprofit you know what, partners. Shane? You know what? You know what? I think if you put me under a lie detector and you ask me this versus on the shift, mm. which is not as effective as a lie detector, but <laughs> I, I, it's up there. But I would think that it's more the thrill of saving 15% yeah. on my grocery bill. Yeah. So you're, you're feeling it? like you're back in control of your groceries again, right? I hear you. Yeah. That's yeah, a like you're good back way in to control. Put it. Like I'm feeling, yeah. I'm feeling I'll show, I'm feeling I'll show them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I get that. So that we can talk about that. This is the cool part, Robert. So first of all, let me just acknowledge <laughs> the fact that your honesty and openness about this is remarkable because this is real life stuff. Like this is not BS. We're going to say all the pretty things and, and pretend that we know what to say, Robert. This is us being full on real life. And if it's the thrill of saying, you know what? I feel like I'm in control of my finances again because of the cost has gone up and everything else. I get that. Totally get that. The question becomes is how can I say to you, because if you're going to be and you're going to contribute to this show by calling in and being honest and open about it, my responsibility in my integrity, not because of broadcasting or anything, is that I want to be able to contribute back to you. That's what I do. I'm here to serve every day and try to contribute to people's lives. And so the question for me then becomes, Robert, if, if the thrill of saying I'm in control again, I would ask you two questions. I would say, why do you feel like you're out of control? Because you're not. I mean, learning how to coupon is a great way to, to save money. It just takes a little time, and that is super fun. Robert, I will confess, I used to be terrified to use a coupon because I would think that, oh, my God, I'm on the radio. People are going to think I can't afford to buy this, and my ego got in the way. My vanity got in the way. I don't want to look bad. It was all BS. Then I learned how to coupon a little bit, and it's thrilling when you can have your coupon, and you're like, yeah, I only paid this much, and it, I love it. So the question is, is... What can you do to keep the thrill, but not have to steal? Wow. That's deeper than I thought. Man, you're good at this. I want to help. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, but no, I mean, you know, so if the catch is this, Robert, just for tossing the ball around. Yeah. If we, if we look at it from the perspective of. And by if, the way, if, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pen name. It's a pretend name for, for that's my fine, own. That's cool. And I'm glad you say that too. Um, so uh, Robert, if you say that, um, if you say that, okay, you steal and say it's what one in every hundred customers, Yeah. you know, call call it 1%. I mean, people we talked about on this show, we talked about inflation that, um, that the cost of things had gone up 7% month over month. And if we could eliminate 1% of that just because everybody, you know, went about it legitimately, that would benefit everybody. And the fact that the other texter earlier, I don't know if you heard it, said, well, the cost of theft is baked into things. Well, exactly. It is baked into things because people steal. We can have a massive impact if we were able to just clean that part up right away. Save everybody money. Everybody saves. That, to me, is inspiring. And that's just everyone being accountable. But right. the cynical me, the cynical me would say, yeah. um, are we really that convinced that uh, the prices would be uh, would would drop or stabilize yeah. if we're that we're that convinced on the integrity of our retail brethren that they would actually take that into account? 
Yeah, um, I agree. And and would they would they take that and would they pass that on to increase salary for their staff and all those things, right? Um, yeah. And that's where I, I always say this is that we often confuse capitalism with greed. Greed is greed. Capitalism is capitalism. And in this case, theft is theft. Yes. God, I think I have to go to church tomorrow. <laughs> well, I would ask you this, Robert. You're setting a fantastic example for people who are listening. And I would say this is that when you go home and you sit down and you're about to, you know, get yourself cleaned up for better in the morning and you look in the mirror, think of this conversation and go, and I'm going to be hard on you right now, Robert, but I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be hard on you with the intention of that. I think you're out to create something awesome in this moment. So I'm going to be hard on you. I want you to lean on your arms and look in that mirror and go, am I really doing everything I'm capable of to make this better for me and for everybody? Or am I just taking a shortcut? And I think when you look yourself in the eye and you ask yourself that question, what I hope is that your power that you bring to this conversation right now in being open, authentic, and speaking to me in front of the whole country about it and being willing to bat this ball around, I think that to me is incredibly powerful. And I find it particularly wasteful that you have this kind of integrity in your heart and you're willing to talk about it and not do anything about it. And my invitation to you is how about you get your ass in gear and do something about it? Sounds like a good plan. Brother, I really appreciate your honesty and your openness for calling in, man. Uh, this is just remarkable that we're able to have this just so openly. It's no judgment, dude. I, like I said, I've walked out of the store knowing full well they didn't scan the item on the bottom. I've done it too. So we've all done it. So anybody who claims they're, they're beyond reproach in this, they're full of crap. Everyone's done it at some point <laughs> in their lives. So, hey, thanks for calling, brother. Yep, thanks for the conversation. That was great. You bet. That's great. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is the Shift Podcast. Do you steal? That's my question. 877-399-9898. What do you steal? And uh, and I mean, I want you to, like, I'm not the police. So I'm not going to take you to court. You don't have to say your name if you want to be anonymous. But I like, legit, like, if you're at the grocery store and they forget to ring something in, do you go back to customer service or you just take it? Right. I mean, we all steal something at some point. Someone gives us too much change back. We're like, oh, look, I got a free dollar. And off you go. Right. <laughs> We've been there. We've done it. Sylvain Charlebois is here. He's the food professor. Um, and so the the realities with Dalhousie, um, the, the reality is, is stealing in hard times sort of equate that parallel to crime typically goes up when, you know, inflation goes up. Uh, de uh, I say depression. Whew, don't say that. Recession kicks in. <laughs> oh no, um, <laughs> we're the, not there uh, yet. Crime goes up. We see yeah. that, and you're seeing it in your study because you do food. Grocery stores are seeing um, changes in theft. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's all anecdotal, eh, Shane, because it's hard to get any data. A lot of it yeah. is being dealt with yeah. by store managers, and, and frankly, the biggest problem is. Uh, uh, is theft related to employees and oh, you're really? looking at yeah you're looking at thousands and thousands of dollars worth of of food and uh, now I mean the average the average uh, grocery store will lose anywhere between two to five thousand dollars worth of of food every week wow. and uh, it is it is a problem uh, on an ongoing basis but it's it, it's it's getting worse because of food inflation we just got there were a couple of cases over the holidays that were 
you know, that involve thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars worth of, of food uh, in uh, in Quebec. And and it got me thinking about, you know, theft. And perhaps it's time to just send out a message to people, you know, theft is something we all pay for. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it makes things more difficult for grocers. They basically have to manage a very, very thin margin. And eventually it catches up to us and we all have to pay for theft. And I think it was important. The reaction to wow, yeah. was unexpected. Well, to surprising to say the least. Um, and, now, and correct me. Two years ago, I did write about theft in stores yeah. and there was no, I mean, people reacted to my op-ed. There was nothing really, you know, uh, there was no bombshell or anything like that. But this time around, I really, it really struck a chord, and and frankly, it became this lightning wrong because on social media, on Twitter, you may have seen Shane. Uh, I actually did challenge one person, saying, "You know what? Because high prices are there at the grocery store waiting for me, it's okay to steal." Yeah. And basically, I just said, "If you think it's okay to steal because you think food prices are too high, that's not on. I mean, yeah. that's not okay." Now, and correct I, me if I'm wrong here, because I'll explain sort of what happened is that you you made this uh, op-ed about about pricing and theft and all these things, and it sort of spun off the chicken conversation from last week about the high right. chicken price, right? And uh, right. we'll get you to explain that in a second too. But and and what came of that? Well, the shocking part is how many people publicly tweeted a <laughs> that they steal regularly. Yeah. Um, that they're perfectly okay with stealing it. In fact, they shared their ideological views that um, thousands food, and thousands well, of people. Food is a right. That was another one. Food should food, be free. Food should, food be, should free. be free. Caviar for everyone. With that, <laughs> now, that being said, I will just throw in a little sidebar of saying that I'm not quite sure the entire food industry, some of it isn't, some of it is, shouldn't have some oversight because it is obviously like the ultimate control. Um, and so other countries have oversight different than Canada. And that is a conversation that is happening. Um, oh, yeah. Food, food, but food, it, that it, it's your right to have food. It's your right to take it from wherever you want to take it. It's not their right to sell it to you or choose the price. Yeah. And, you know, fundamentally, when you think about that, Selve, it kind of makes you go from the outside in. You know what? Food really is important to make sure that we take care of it and it's in integrity. The response to that was shocking. Public yeah. displays of rebellion. Now, I do want to just acknowledge something is happening on Twitter that, uh, yeah, that is negative. I, I think I actually never I mean I, I that my tweet uh was viewed I believe over seven seven million times. Uh it was liked by barely a thousand people, I think, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. most of it was criticism, yeah. and it, it got Blog To to write uh, a, a really balanced article on what happened. I did like last the article. Yeah. yeah, it was it was balanced. It was basically it was just stating the facts, and but really uh, to see people encouraging others to break the law mm -hmm. is something I never would have expected. And frankly, Shane, I'm an academic. How can I possibly encourage people to break the law in Canada? So we're talking thousands of people endorsing that behavior, but it's not just like small town Twitter people. We're talking former politicians, academics, doctors. Yeah. 
I mean, some of the some of those people had some really high profiles endorsing uh this this behavior which i thought was unbelievably surprising now uh just to be clear all things uh your podcast is not sponsored Um, my podcast is not sponsored you do not get paid you get you get paid by the university you do not get paid by the grocery stores so it was disclosed on my cv which is online that i did get a postdoc grant of $60,000 from the Weston Foundation six years ago, okay? And many academics have received that same grant, which I will not name. Uh, It's Mm. up to them to decide. I've disclosed on my CV online that it was, in fact, uh, a grant that I did receive. What's funny is that a lot of people felt it was a ha-ha moment against uh, Shalabwa and the fruit professor. My, oh, I discovered this information. It's online. It's all. It's yeah. already been there. And when you look at Dalhousie's uh, conflict of interest policy, because we do have a policy for everything. Uh, <laughs> it is a university after all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you got to be – I have to adhere to a research ethics council. I mean, I got to Well, that's be what science is, though. Systematic yeah. study, right? So – with with the op-ed I wrote in the Globe and Mail this week about Galen Weston and the Globe and Ma- the, the the op-ed I wrote about theft, I was not in conflict. I, I finished my relationship with Weston Foundation uh, more than five years ago, and the reason why it ended, just so you know, Shane, is that I actually went public and criticized Loblaws for breaking the law for 14 years uh, when they actually fixed bread prices. Do you remember that scandal? I do remember that. I scandal. was very, very, we didn't know each other at the time, uh, you and I, Shane, but at the time I was incredibly vocal and critical, even so that I actually helped. We actually participated in the investigation led by the competition bureau. We actually submitted a report explaining what may have happened here and who should be uh, called as being responsible. So, I have a love-hate relationship with grocers. Sometimes we work together, sometimes we don't, but I am not paid by any grocer at all. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why they like you at all. <laughs> <It's the things laughs> that, right? Like, <laughs> Well, you know, I, I try to be uh, I try to be balanced. And, and my, my starting point chain has always been the consumer. If the consumer gets screwed about anything, then yeah. I got a problem with that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the consumer. And, and on, let's be honest, most consumers don't understand the food industry. And so it is my role to make sure that they do have access to the information. They do understand and appreciate what's going on in the food industry. Profit is made in grocery by infrastructure, right? The margins that they make are by effective and efficient infrastructure distributing the groceries, moving the groceries, getting them into the store. That's really where the money is made. Yeah. And so the um, the margins on the item at the end of the line is dictated by what is possible from the infrastructure. They buy it for, they move it for, everything else. And so the irony of all of this to me is this mentality that it's the screw the man mentality because I'm going to steal my groceries. And yet the only person who pays in the end is not the man, it's actually yourself because the prices go up. And it's it's crazy to think that that's the mentality behind it. Now, that being said, I do want to take a second and acknowledge the people that are hungry and that they feel oh. like they need oh, to yeah. 
steal food in order to survive. We're not talking about you. And I'm not endorsing you to steal food. I will say the Desperation is, uh, and I sit on the board of Second Harvest in Toronto, and Mm -hmm. I know we've seen desperation. We know what desperation looked like. And frankly, if you need, if you're in the position, if you're starving and and you're forced to to, to steal, that that is a separate conversation. That's not what we're talking about here. No, that's not what we're talking about. And if you feel like you need to steal, there are organizations, and you'd be surprised in every town, small town, from church groups to whatever. That can like, help you. The, you know what? The the Sikh temples, they welcome, I, I forget what it's called because I'm not familiar with it, but I have a friend of mine who's sick and he, like, they welcome everybody, anybody, anytime to yeah. eat. Like, so there are so many different organizations that are constantly helping out in the community that there are access points. I just want to remind you of that. I don't judge you, but when you're stealing out of principle or ideology, that to me is just wildly different. Um, yep. And shocking. And now, I have a friend you, of mine. And because it seemed, uh, based on some, some of the comments I saw on Twitter, it just seemed like people wanted revenge or something. That's, well, it is spite. I get the system. Yeah. And, and frankly, I mean, to, to the, I, I must say, I mean, there is a track record. I mean, the bread cartel, uh, the hero pay disaster. Uh, and now we're asking people to work uh, with self-checkouts. And I mean, there there's baggage there. So I get it. I understand why people are upset with grocers and, and particularly with Loblaws and Gillian Weston because he's so out there. I mean, he's yeah. out there a lot because nobody really knows who Michael Medline is or Eric Laflèche, but they're, they both have the same job as Gillian Weston. Yeah. But Gillian Weston and Loblaw, uh, are now the target uh, for for this social ills. But here's the thing, Sean. In about six months from now, food prices or the food inflation rate in Canada will drop. It mm-hmm. will drop. And all of the people we saw on Twitter this week will just fade away. They'll just disappear. They will. Um, now let's talk about the chicken. Um, the chicken was out. Like, chicken, yeah. Chicken was, uh, this is sort of where, this is what kicked this snowball down the hill and turned it into an avalanche, That's was right. there was a screw up on chicken and everybody blamed Galen Weston. Um, <laughs> but like, I, this is the thing that I don't understand. Instead of saying, you know what, I want my family to be as rich as his family, which by the way, this is generations worth of wealth building. Just to be clear, this is not a guy who Four went generation. out and got a job, right? Yeah. And so that like this is generations of wealth building. So yeah. if you want to get the work done, you're going to have to scrape your knees and get out there to, to do it. I just don't understand why everybody wants to tear down that guy as opposed to grow and raise themselves up to this other level. But that that's that's me. Price of chicken. Yeah. He's the target. Somehow uh, <laughs> he is. It's he's the guy with his billions of dollars that was in the butcher area of the grocery store typing in the numbers in order to screw you. Yes, that's what he spends right. his time doing. That's right. Absolutely. And by the way, chicken is more expensive at Sobase, but nobody uh, nobody's upset with them. <laughs> so what happened? Was there just one price well, for I one day? Well, I actually spoke on... to Siobhan Morris uh, twice, uh, the CTV reporter who took the picture, and I did say to her, listen, there's nothing really out of the ordinary paying – 36 bucks for five chicken breasts uh, that are free of hormone, free of antibiotics, uh, skinless, boneless. That's kind of the price you should be paying. If you didn't know that, then of course, 
you would be upset. That's the that's the trick here. What's important for consumers is to show up at the grocery store knowing exactly what you're buying. Now, in in Siobhan's defense, the FFs on the label were very very tiny. You couldn't see them. You didn't you didn't you couldn't tell whether or not these 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 breasts were uh, were free of har- hormones or, or antibiotics and and so that's why she didn't notice but uh, the the train I would have noticed so that's one thing that's I think that's the biggest lesson coming out of the chicken chicken gate if you will chicken gate <laughs> what is the uh, but we have this mentality I, I would love to say Sylvia that this is only your problem in food but it spills over into all of the things where oh. we as people expect. We expect them to give us the lowest price. We expect them to take care of us. We expect them to give us all of the uh, information and teach us. And there is no accountability of looking in the mirror and going, holy crap, I need to learn about chicken prices and pay attention to the flyers before I go into the grocery store. Holy crap, I need to plan my day better so I'm not flying into the closest grocery store last minute to buy chicken because I forgot earlier, as opposed to... I know that that store sells it for cheaper or it has better quality anyway. Like there's no accountability anymore. And maybe that's just too big of a statement. The other thing that I, I try to remind people of uh, in my Global Mail uh, op-ed this week was that consumers have more power than they think. So when Siobhan and I spoke about the chicken breast, I did tell her, listen, don't buy it. And frankly, because of what happened on Twitter, nobody's going to buy them. And guess what? The following week, chicken breasts are going to be cheaper. And guess what happened? 20% lower. Prices did drop by 20% this week compared to the week before. We have more power than we think. We have all the power. We actually vote the people in. We're the ones that vote and out we vote the people in we vote them out we we're the ones who put them there so why is it that we get so mad when why do people get so mad this is deeply political when you see christian freeland asking for two billion dollars for a company that's not even created yet with no description of what they're going to do with it out of some (laughs) philosophy of something they did in america well you know what that says that says they're not sure they're going to win the next election and they need to get the money on the books today that's what that says and so the question becomes is why are you offended by that when you either did vote for them did not stand up to support the opposition against them or didn't even vote at all. And yet yeah. we blame the chicken guy. Exactly. And so, and by the way, I mean, this week I learned from the uh, egg farmers of Ontario that egg prices uh, on the farm, from the farm are dropping. Huh. Okay. But I did hear from Burnbury, the largest egg handler in the country, their prices are going up. So I tweeted the information this week anybody nobody nobody noticed we're talking about supply chain economics here right and i I was trying to get a debate going about okay farmers are going to be getting less burberry is going to get more and i bet prices are going to go up but farmers are getting less what's going on here yeah and and people aren't interested people are just interested in finding a scapegoat an e an easy target yep. and and I, if i were a grocer i'd be very concerned about that because right now the 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 thinking anywhere related to the food industry is very linear very mm-hmm. linear and dangerous 
It is very dangerous. And I think it does transcend to all things. I mean, the reality is it's a lot less work to blame Galen Weston than it is to look in the mirror and actually open up a flyer and organize your day and uh, not fly around spending your time on Instagram or whatever, flipping through tweets and stuff on Twitter and actually do some research about what you need to budget for this week. I, you know, it's so much easier. I, I got to tell you though, I, life was easier when you could just blame everybody for your problems. I, I mean, you probably die of a heart attack, but because of the stress <laughs> level. Exactly. You know, but I, uh, I was telling you that I was, uh, that we we're hosting tonight. Uh, you didn't ask me who we're hosting. No, I didn't ask you who's coming over, and I was going to ask you Galen, what you were going to have Galen for supper. Weston? Get out of here. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my shirt is yellow. <laughs> you uh, you serving uh, you serving chicken tonight or what? I, 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 I assume, based on what I saw on Twitter, I suspect people would believe me. Yeah, they would. And That's he's just kidding, by the way. things are these days. I feel like we should probably just declare. That's a joke, by the way. It's not, <laughs> it's not Galen Weston. <laughs> it's Although my am... son, my son, who's actually as tall as Galen Weston. Galen Weston is six foot five. My son is also six really? foot five. Yeah, he's a tall guy. Oh, that's amazing. Well, yeah. um, I'll let you go to uh, to uh, tend to all of your army of children because you have like a million of them. And, um, and well, uh, I just, we just ring the bell at dinner. And we just, you know, we just see just who showed up. up. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I, uh, I'm going to post the blog to article at shiftheads.ca so everyone can read everything that it says there. Because um, oh, yeah. it is a pretty balanced look at all the things. It does take to task where there are breakdowns. And um, it does also look at both sides of it, which is pretty cool. So I appreciate you being here uh, to join me on a, um, a Sunday afternoon pre-dinner with the family to jump in so we can get this on the show tonight. So thank you. My pleasure, Shane. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.